0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We've been gone, but we are here. Don't fear. We are back to provide you with some
1: sense. Yes, sir.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's your co-host Andre, young entrepreneur and mentee of the man, the myth, the legend beside me, Shyon
1: Simmons. What up, what up, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Shyon Simmons, AKA DJ Dividends. Your favorite financial investment advisor on social media. What's going on today, man? Oh,
0: man. what, what What's the way to say this? Uh, healthy, blessed, and highly favored?
1: Man, who you telling?
0: <laughs> <laughs> to the 10th power. To the 10th power. <laughs> times two. Yes, sir. Times 10 again.
1: Yes, sir. How have you been? Man, I've been doing all right. This year flew by, man. Didn't it? Yesterday it was February.
0: It sure was. Yesterday we was just talking about how I was gonna switch my that life insurance policy over into a SPY. Man, It's, been a, it's
1: been a year and you uh you in the one percent now, huh?
0: Yeah, we in there. <laughs> we in there. I'm already seeing <laughs> we we, we uh, close to the top one percent, but we ain't there yet. But I'm in there as far as the SPYG go. We man, definitely
1: so you are, are you a living testimony of by term and Invest the difference.
0: Absolutely. Is
1: that working out for you?
0: It is. And come to find out, my mom had a life insurance policy on me anyway.
1: Okay. You good to go. I was
0: really good to go.
1: All right. Now, is she the owner of that policy or are you the owner of the policy? You know it's a difference, right?
0: I believe she's the owner.
1: So that means only she can call in and talk about it and make changes, upgrade it, do whatever. Yeah. You can't do anything. You're probably just the beneficiary on it. Oh, no, she's the beneficiary, because if it's on you, you can't be the beneficiary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a cheat code, wouldn't it? (laughs) But, man, yeah, all all is good. All is good. All is blessed. Uh, Last week, we missed you guys. It's been a very busy end of the year, not even going to lie. Hey, but these are good problems to have. We're back today, and we got a few changes, as you guys can see or not see. We we've dialed it back when it comes to the video. And, you know, we really just want to take some time to provide you guys with the amazing viewing experience. So we're just going to pause that part of our podcast presentation for a while until we can more so, you know, myself and our team get it right for you guys. So that way uh, you can really, really enjoy and engage with us. We got some fun stuff we're putting together. That we can't speak too much on or that I won't speak too much on. But just know if we take a step back, we taking about three or four steps forward. So
1: Yeah, we taking a step back, but the podcast is still growing and growing and growing. There it is. So we yeah. had to step back to reevaluate how to go forward because uh we getting larger and in charge over here, man.
0: There it is there. <laughs> and that means more content is coming <laughs> yes, on a sir. consistent basis too. Yes, sir. As we crank out these podcast episodes for you. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings us to our first sponsor. No, I'm just playing. We ain't we ain't got that yet. It's man, coming though. we gonna get them sponsors. <laughs> it's coming. Yes, so, sir. So Shy, what we got on the docket for today? We talking about uh something about some
1: uh be- becoming your own
0: bank. There it is. You know. That big bank take little bank talk or oh, that yeah, man. your bank. That you banking with. Well, you know, Try to compete with them and create <laughs> your own bank, bank talk.
1: Well, you know, for the last five years and especially over the last uh, two years uh, with the COVID lockdown and uh, everybody uh, having a uh, social media as their only outlet to reach the uh, rest of the world. it has been a lot of uh, social media personalities um, out there um, that consider themselves uh, financial coaches. Mm. And they've been uh, really uh, elevating the uh, popularity of uh this concept of uh, uh, becoming your own bank.
0: Isn't so, it, a, it a pretty wild how you know social media dictates trends in society now? Yes, sir. But the financial world is starting to have trends of its own through social media.
1: Hey, once that uh, COVID lockdown uh, came in effect and uh, it isolated everybody and all we had um, was the television screen or the uh, iPhone screen or the uh, – uh, but, iPad screen yeah, computer screen yeah all we had all we had uh to do for activity is to put our eyeballs on something or go out and do some exercise and 99.9% of us <laughs> we went with the eyeball version so it's been a lot of eyeballs um out there and uh, everybody's doing what they can do um, to grab some of that attention and even me y'all you know you all convinced me to jump over on TikTok if yeah. i would if i would have done it at the beginning of the pandemic um i probably be farther <laughs> along than where i am now come on now um but but with all of that being said uh at the forefront um a lot of uh, these here financial coaches out here they've been hyping up this thing about um becoming your own bank and it sounds very very cool um so um I did a, a 3 minute TikTok video on it uh earlier this week. Mm-hmm. But today we're going to uh do a deep dive analysis and talk about um what's really going on with this here concept of uh becoming your own bank. So it's
0: it's it's amazing to see that everybody is now interested or let's be more specific. Our people are now interested, our community is now interested in investing their money. The fear factor is starting to kind of dwindle a bit. That's a good thing. Yeah, I, that's, I that's, that's would a really you. good thing. That's a really good. Yeah,
1: thing. Yeah, the so. younger generations, the the uh, the youngins coming up behind us, they're not as fearful and mm-hmm. they understand that there's a uh, two sides to every story because, yeah. um, for the last fifty years, uh, uh, us black folks, uh, all we really knew was uh go to the bank and cash a check and uh, get some money orders and then go around and pay our bills. And, um, you know, just recently here within the last uh, 15 to 20 years, we've kind of become a part of mainstream American uh, financial uh, systems. And now we all understand that there are a lot of benefits and uh, it's to our um, benefit, actually, To be in the stock market Because uh, the banks are just not going to cut it If you're trying to um, grow your money And build wealth
0: Absolutely and us being the I Got Sense podcast Our purpose is to demystify Complex financial jargon
1: Absolutely and I've been doing this here Since 1994
0: Bam Um, say that again
1: (laughs) I've been doing it since 1994 But like I said for the last 50 years um, our people really haven't been uh, feeling it. So I've not been uh, reaching a, a large, uh, large audience over the last uh, 28 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now that social media has come around, um, a lot of younger folks have come behind me and they, they have all the shine now. Because yeah. I, I still have folks on social media insulting me every day, Andre. <laughs> they on tiktok facebook instagram they all take a chance to come over there and come on and say you too old to be here why are you here yeah why should we listen to you and it's a whole lot more glamorous and uh romantic for them uh listening to the uh, younger folks, you know, your generation of folks, the younger people that are uh, probably look a whole lot better and got the swag. and <laughs> They, uh, what's that? What's that? They, they, flossin and they, they flossing and they do. They flossing and they flexing. Yeah. Flexing they, wear, and they wear the Jordans. They got the gold chains. They got on the right clothes and name brands. And, um, I just don't fit that mold. So, but I'm, I'm still here and, uh, I'm just an OG. Um, but, uh, everything that I've been teaching for the last 28 to 30 years, a lot of people have come behind me, um, and they're out there teaching something through. So, so it's quite a few of us, uh, uh financial professionals out there, but I did want to take today, um, to demystify this whole, uh, becoming your own bank thing, because, um, I think, um, what's the best way to say this here? Um, some of the folks out there that has your attention, um, the ones that are more popular and have more notoriety on social media, they have been sensationalizing this here concept of, uh, you know, becoming your own bank. And it kind of represents, you know, uh, getting off the uh, government's titty milk, you know, mm-hmm. like we standing on our own. We independent. We are generating our own wealth and we uh, don't need to go the traditional way of doing business anymore. We can do our own thing. And, you know, they're selling it as they're giving us some game for free. And this stuff has been around a long time. But I want to demystify it because I think very few of us are qualified to even consider this.
0: So let's talk about it because I definitely have some questions myself Okay, on this whole concept of being your own bank or mm-hmm. becoming your own bank. So starting from the top. Where... Where did you hear this information, uh, and why do you think it's becoming more popular now?
1: Well, so I've, I heard about this information uh, way back, I'd say, in the early 2000s. So wealthy people do use this here uh, concept.
0: Okay. Now, um, when you say wealthy people... How wealthy are we talking? Because when I hear someone say, look, we're going to become our own bank automatically. I think you got to have a lot of capital to be pulling from your own bank to invest in other assets like real estate or businesses. When
1: I say when I say uh, uh, wealthy folks, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about accredited investors. I'm talking about uh, individuals that don't go to work. Mm. They don't have a job. They're not an employee.
0: So basically folks who may have a stash of about seven to eight figures just
1: laying a- around. Absolutely. Gotcha. Absolutely. This concept works perfectly for them because when you start talking about becoming um, your own bank, this is just another slick way of selling whole life insurance okay. because that's basically what the bank is. Now you're going to uh, hear folks uh, talking about, well, Uh, It's a uh, it's a uh, 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 what do they call it a wealth creation fund or it's called a infinite banking.
0: Are these some alternate terms to identify the concept of becoming your own bank as a insu- uh, in the health insurance world yes pretty okay not
1: health uh, life life insur- insurance I'm yeah sorry. life insurance so yeah so it's basically um having a a, a specific type of a, a life insurance policy um that they term um, a modified endowment contract and um, what it uh, what it does basically is you pay a lot of the money up front into your whole life insurance policy so that you create the cash value right away. Mm-hmm. And now once you create that cash value right away, as with traditional whole life insurance, you can borrow against your cash value. So in a nutshell, that's basically what this here uh, becoming your own bank is um, It's um, getting a whole life policy, um, one that is uh, written as a modified endowment contract. And now once you have that um, modified endowment contract, now you can go in and get loans against it. Um, so it's the same thing as whole life insurance. But those folks uh, that call themselves financial coaches, they really hype it up. And I think they really, uh, they, um, what is it called? They, um glorify it they glorify it and then you know they'll they'll convince you that uh you know uh your money uh is uh compounding yeah at a higher interest rate than um when you borrow against it so that that doesn't even make any sense because like if we take a look at a traditional whole life insurance um policy um it might have a cash value, and that cash value is probably going to be growing um, somewhere around two to four percent. Definitely no more than four percent. However, when you borrow against that cash value, you're usually paying interest around six to eight mm-hmm. percent. But when the people are talking about this here being your own bank, they will try to convince you that your money is compounding at the 8%, but then when you borrow against it, you're only paying 4%. And then on top of that, even though you're borrowing against it, when you borrow against it, the face value of the endowment fund that you have doesn't decrease. So, for example, let's say you have a cash value of five hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. In a traditional insurance policy, if you go in and borrow one hundred thousand dollars from that, the value of the cash, va- the cash, would go down to four hundred thousand. Well, when people start talking about these uh, modified endowment um, contracts here, they'll tell you that when you borrow against that five hundred thousand, you get the hundred thousand out as a loan and it's tax free. However, your money is still compounding at the 500000 level, not at the 500000 minus the $100,000 you have taken out. Gotcha. So um, if I don't know if you're familiar with the endowment, but uh, a lot of private institutions, a lot of uh, nonprofit organizations, um, they have endowments, and that's what keeps the operation going. So, uh, for instance, um, let's take um, – I can't think of none off the top of my head, but let think of the most uh, prestigious private high school um, you know in Southern California.
0: What's the high school that LeBron James's son attends? Uh, is that a private high school? Yeah,
1: so something like that. Yeah, the way that whole high school operates is, over the years, somehow, some way, they've probably accumulated about fifty to hundred million dollars in an endowment.
0: And that's Sierra Canyon High School, as okay, an example.
1: yeah. So they probably have an endowment over there about fifty to a hundred million dollars in there. Now the interest that that fifty to hundred million dollars in uh, endowment earns, that interest that they earn, that's the money that they use to operate the whole school system. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? So they might be making three percent on that uh, uh fifty million. So whatever that uh, amount is those funds go in and that's how they pay the salary and the staff and take care of the whole operation but the endowment itself never goes down you only live off the interests of it.
0: So an endowment for those who are unfamiliar is the action of endowing something or someone. It's an income or form of property given or bequeathed mm-hmm. to someone. Uh It's also a quality or ability possessed or inherited by someone. Mm-hmm. So when in this example, you're saying Sierra Canyon High School, which is a private school, mm-hmm. they receive donations mm-hmm. or. Yeah. They have a lump sum of money that came in. Right. And that's considered the endowment. That's the endowment. endowment. Yeah, and they it, only it's, spend based on the interest that are utilizing earn. the interest. Right. They, they never earn.
1: dip into the principal of it. Got you. So. That we kind of went off course there, but I'm trying to give make an analogy and uh, make a parallel of what the concept of of Being owning your, your own, own bank. bank is. Yeah. So these guys will tell you, yeah, you you and your family can become your own bank. I'm not gonna drop any names, but it's a lot of financial coaches out there that are <laughs> in the culture. They've been out here pushing and selling this here, and then their selling point is, why use your own money when you yeah. can use other people's money. But when they reference other people's money, they're basically talking about the uh, the wealth fund within the uh, bank that they're talking about. I'm not confusing you, am I?
0: So when you said other people's money, OPP. Yeah. They're using the wealth fund with the bank, which is technically other people's money.
1: It's their money. Is there so so so? Let me let me clarify. When you it.
0: say there, you're talking about the person who's trying to become their own bank. Yeah, or the, the person. Yeah, sales.
1: in order for you to become your own bank, you have to get this here whole life insurance policy, right. which is a modified endowment contract. In order for you to establish the bank, what you got to do is dump a lot of money into.
0: You got to have a capital to put in the. Yeah,
1: bank. you put the capital in there, and that generates your uh, cash value right away. Got you. So, so it so sounds
0: not, like a hypothetical situation. Let's say Pookie, our famous friend Pookie, mm-hmm. Pookie has a grandparent that has a whole life insurance policy, mm-hmm. and the whole life insurance policy has anywhere between six to seven figures in it. Mm-hmm. Now he could utilize that as his own bank, right? So long as the grandparent used him as the beneficiary, right? And all of that, exactly. So let's say, hypothetically, he is the beneficiary. He comes into that lump sum life insurance policy where he could then use as his own bank account to draw from, right. draw against, or uh, pull loans from. Exactly, the yeah. Okay.
1: And so the the financial coaches out there in our culture that are, are sensationalizing this here, they're telling you that when you tap into that cash value there that you're using other people's money. No, it's your damn money. Right. You had to put the money in there. So once again, up front, what they're saying is not really true mm. because they're telling you to use other people's money. Well, how did you generate the cash value? You had to go out and buy the modified endowment yeah. contract and generate the cash value so that's your money that you actually created the uh, that fund that the money would be coming from. So it's not other people's money, it's your money.
0: Two questions then. Mm-hmm. The first question while we're on the topic of other people's money, what are some alternate ways to generate a if possible to generate a whole life insurance policy where you can become your own bank using other people's money.
1: Well, that would only be, you don't. I mean, so when you get a whole life insurance policy, remember whole life has a cash value built into it. It's usually 10 times more than the term insurance. So when you make those monthly premiums, uh, when you make those payments on a monthly basis, you're paying 90% more than you need to, and that Mm -hmm. 90% is going towards building your cash value. Now, whatever financial vehicle they have, that extra 90% going into, that's how the cash value accumulates, so it's all your money going into it anyway, and then once you get the cash value, you have the opportunity now to borrow against it, so it's never other people's money when you're talking about any type of whole life insurance and that includes this here uh, modified endowment contract that is the fancy name that they're putting on whole life insurance now that supposedly um, helps you become your own bank and and like I said a lot of these financial coaches out there telling individuals and families to go become your own bank so that you can cut the white man out you don't have to deal with the system anymore none of that is true because you getting the whole life insurance of the modified endowment contract from the white man. (laughs) So none of it is true at all. It just sounds sexy. And it goes along with the whole black lives matter movement and, Mm -hmm. you know, rebellious against the system. And we're going to go stand on our own two feet and uh, do our own thing without having to deal with the system. So it sounds
0: to me that if we want to create this OPP effect, Mm -hmm. which technically if it's in your bloodline or, you're the beneficiary of it. It'd still be your bloodline or family's money. But if you want to OPP it a little bit, the only way to legitimately do that would be if you were a beneficiary who came into this lump sum of a whole life insurance policy where you could then borrow from or take a loan from.
1: Exactly. And that's uh, in a nutshell, basically what they mean by becoming your own bank. (laughs) You're paying into a whole life insurance policy and, Um, You're borrowing from it whenever you want to. And so when you borrow from it, um, you know, supposedly that's tax free. And even when you start looking at the IRS code, that tax free part isn't even really true. Mm -hmm. It's tax free up to a certain threshold, because if you put too much money into a whole life uh, policy and your cash value gets to a certain level, then some of it starts getting taxed as ordinary income.
0: So it sounds to me that the most realistic approach to creating this, quote unquote, uh, becoming your own bank phenomena would be once you've loaded up your financial foundation, you got enough money saved away for a rainy day, you've got your stock portfolio, you've got Mm -hmm. your insurance and deductible account, Mm -hmm. you've got your miscellaneous account, you've got your, I'm probably missing an account, but that account. Yeah there. you, you yeah, got two savings accounts you got all You're of that yeah, the 401k the 401k and Roth IRA you've got that maxed out yeah. then you should probably you'd be with maxing out all those areas of the financial foundation and if you still got money left over where you need to find a place to put it then it would be ideal to start your to pursue this process of putting capital into a whole life insurance for the next generation.
1: Well, that's what, that's what I believe and What yeah. you're talking about is my philosophy and my financial foundation. But if you talk to any of these here, financial coaches that talk about becoming your own bank, yeah. what they tell you to do before you do anything else is, well, for any of us financial professionals, um, one of the main reasons us licensed investment advisors, I'm um, also a licensed insurance agents is because of sound um, process for establishing a financial foundation is mm-hmm. first you have to have life insurance. Yeah. So you always start with life insurance. But the coaches that teach this here thing about becoming your own bank, they tell you up front before you do anything else is that you establish your own bank by getting this here modified endowment contract on the front end before you do anything else. Now that sounds good and romantic. When you're on a podcast right. and when you're sitting there looking good and you flexing and you got a host or someone hyping you up. But on the front end, you're young. You ain't got no damn money. Yeah, <laughs> You barely making it. And so how in the hell are you going to get a whole life insurance policy and then put enough cash in it up front so that you have your own damn bank and you ain't even uh, uh, finished growing yet?
0: So correct me if I'm wrong. Walk, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk us through this. Okay, Let's take a step behind the curtain All right, on the side of the life insurance provider. Okay. Is it an upsell to get clients to purchase whole life insurance versus term?
1: Absolutely. The commission you're going to make off a of whole life insurance is probably four to six times more than you're going to make off of the term policy.
0: So understanding marketing, understanding <laughs> sales. Yes. That's a way to make that upsell pretty
1: absolutely to the general public yeah absolutely but if we take a look at it um and someone have to go out here and fact check me on this here but the last i uh saw 42 percent of the black culture does not even have enough life insurance to pay for a funeral burial Mm -hmm. so if you don't have enough money or you don't have the wherewithal to go out and get a $15,000 term life insurance policy for you. That probably costs less than $20. How in the hell are you going to go out and get a damn whole life insurance policy and create this here whole bank of cash value on the front end. Um, when you just getting started out, does it make any sense? Where's the logic to any of that?
0: Not at all. It doesn't make any sense, but to, uh, Add a little context to what we're saying here. We're not saying that becoming your own bank is a bad idea. Not at all. Not we're at saying all. for the everyday family who generates anywhere between hundred thousand dollars or less, or even two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or less a year,
1: it's, it's not, not a realistic. Yeah, it's not realistic option. at all. Right. And so, but what you so 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 the coaches out there, they selling it to you as an individual, but they also telling you, you and your family. So they're trying to convince- Make it look pretty. Yeah, you and your family come together. Y'all become your own bank, build up all this cash value, and now everybody within the family, when you're ready to buy a car, when you're ready to buy a house, when you're ready to do anything that requires a major amount of money, if you create your own family bank, you can go to the family wealth creation fund and get this loan now you're paying lower interest is tax-free and you're not dealing with the white man or the system to get in and it's done because you've created your own bank and now you have total autonomy on your destiny and your future as far as wealth is concerned. And it's just simply not true. Now in my financial foundation, yeah. the difference is I'm telling you when you're first starting out, you fighting to get twenty dollars an hour you know you're you struggling to get sixty thousand dollars a year as a salary so with that with that kind of uh, start for most of us folks just getting into the uh, economy as a working class citizen now you need to get uh, uh, you need to definitely participate in your company 401k plan but then you need to see what kind of benefits your company has mm-hmm. and you need to go try to get you enough life insurance if you have a spouse or if you have kids relying on you to feed them every day. So um, you can go back to look at and listen to some of our other podcasts and get an idea of like how much life insurance you need. Right. But realistically speaking, um, the folks that uh, go out and get life insurance, if you're trying to get just $100,000 of life insurance, um, you're probably going to be paying somewhere around uh, twenty-six. dollars to $35 in, uh, a month in the premium if you're somewhere between the ages of 20 and 30. People find that hard to do. But now when you start talking, and that's a term policy. Mm-hmm. So if you start talking about getting a $100,000 life insurance policy, um, um, if you're talking about getting $100,000 worth of whole life, life insurance policy, now that same premium is probably going to be costing you somewhere around $200 a month. Now, you're young, you're starting out, you're only making about 60,000 a year. What's the probability of you being able to sustain that 200,000 that $200 a month premium on whole life insurance because you're pursuing this here ideology of I'm going to become my own bank? It doesn't make any sense on the front end. It's not
0: realistic if you're not disciplined with your finances, that's for sure.
1: Well, we we already have the statistics because 42% of us don't even have enough to cover a funeral. There it is. So how in the hell are you going to have this here bank that you created, this cash value that we're calling a wealth creation fund that you and your family is going to borrow from unless you or somebody else in your family or collectively you all come up with a lump sum of money to dump into a whole life insurance policy and then instantly create that cash value. Now that works, but you would have to, like I said, hit the lottery or come up on a lick somehow, some way to get that done. So this is definitely a case of the operation was successful, but the patient still died got you because okay. it, it does work yeah. but it works for wealthy people that have the lump sum of money that can go in and dump into a modified endowment contract and then create a wealth fund instantly and now they can start borrowing from that money that they've put in there but that's their money that they put in in the first place that's not other people's money
0: so tell me if this is a idea mm-hmm. or an approach that would work. Let's say you have a family. Okay. Mother, father, both make six figures. Okay. Or close to it, 75000 to six figures each. Okay. Daughter, son. Older, let's say they make anywhere between 75000 to six figures each. So to keep it plain and simple, everybody makes $100,000 a year. That's $400,000 of income mm-hmm. within the household or within the family. Okay. Is it possible for all four family members to donate or to pay into this one whole life insurance plan to set themselves up as their own quote unquote bank.
1: Well, so if you get the insurance policy, Mm -hmm. when you get an insurance policy, you can get an insurance policy that can cover an individual or, you know, a spouse and partner. There's no such thing as one policy that covers the whole family. Right. So you'd have to have individual policies. So in theory, if everyone in that family that is making steady income at a decent level, you can theoretically, everybody goes out and get a whole life insurance policy and everybody consistently pay into that policy. But that's the traditional route. Mm-hmm. And through the traditional route, it's going to take you somewhere between three to five years before you even see your first dollar cash value. Mm-hmm. So, so the
0: guarantee or the fact here is there is no fast way to make money or at least a substantial amount of money without having a substantial amount of money already. There's to no become your own own bank.
1: There's no uh, practical way to establish this here. Cash value instantly right away. Right. You would have to do that over time Mm -hmm. unless, like I said, you all came up with a lump sum of money. Now, if you all came up on a lick and now you had eight hundred thousand dollars, now you can go in and get cash value policies or you get these modified endowment contracts and then put so much money into it right away that you instantly have a cash value. Now it works that way.
0: So then let's move it along now that we understand the facts of the. Becoming your own bank Mm -hmm. Say for our everyday family White, black, Latino, Asian, Indian Everybody across the board Mm -hmm. Annual, I'm sorry uh, Median income in the household is roughly $100,000 or less What do you suggest that they do To set themselves up as an alternative To quote unquote becoming your own bank
1: we have to go back to the financial foundation. You have to make sure you have adequate insurance. I'm a buy term and invest the difference guy because that's affordable, especially when you're young and just starting out mm-hmm. with the family. You don't have a lot of money and your family is relying on you to go out and earn income and bring it back home to keep a roof over everybody's head and to keep food on the table. So you have to get life insurance um, preferably to cover uh, three to five years worth of your income. Should something ever happen to you, you need to participate in your 401k plan. And then after that, you need to start building those tiers. The first savings accounts for miscellaneous spending. Um, the second, $1,000, that's the self insured deductible. If you ever, to, ever have to pay a deductible on your um, home, uh, on your home, uh, uh, on your, what am I trying to say here? If you ever need to pay on your car insurance, insurance. the homeowner's insurance. Mm -hmm. So you have to have those two uh, savings accounts, and then you have to start building your um, emergency fund, which is going to be somewhere around six to 12 months of your net take-home pay. So that's the traditional way you have to do it, and you have to do it brick by brick, because most of us don't have a lump sum of money to go in and pay on a, a whole life insurance policy, and create um, a cash value right away. That's just not practical. It just sounds good when you're on the uh, social media talking, and you got on your flashy. You know, you're looking richy rich and sounding educated. Show. So. <laughs> Shots fired, DJ. I'm did not, not finding those shots. Now nah, he's I fact de- checking. I de- demystify the
0: de- complex yeah. financial jargon. Yeah, and provide y'all with a little sense on your perspective. Your yeah, mindset. I give you
1: I give you plain old country boy talk because this here becoming your own bank. It sounds really good. It makes you feel like being black is the thing to be. You know, like Marvin Gaye said. It, you know, you know how you feel good when you hear those uh, Martin Luther King speeches. Yeah, and when you hear Malcolm X. Um, doing his speeches and everything it makes you feel good but at the end of the day becoming your own bank is just being overhyped and sensationalized because it's a fancy way of selling people whole life insurance and most of us folks that have brown and black skin we cannot afford whole life insurance
0: well you know what feels better than anything that could uh so that someone could say that would make us feel good is having your finances together.
1: Man, who you telling? We were talking about that earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> you was you was telling me about all your various accounts, and you was like, "Oh man, I was able to go out and take yeah, care we of upgraded this." And some do some equipment and this year, man. And I was looking at it like, "Wow, that was yeah. an
0: investment." But man, I'm what a not difference even a, year. In a bullet. <laughs> what a difference a year makes. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And you did it brick by brick by being diligent, by being resilient having the discipline yep. to do it. And it had nothing to do with the white man holding you down. It nope. had nothing to do with slavery. It had nothing to do with any of that stuff. You just made up in your mind and you committed that I'm going to get my shit together and get my financial house in order. And you did it brick by brick. Now, I would love for all of us to be able to become our own bank because I'm not saying this is a scam. Yeah, I'm not saying it ain't a good idea. What I'm saying is. You need a hell of
0: a lot of capital for you to become your own bank at the end of the damn day. Exactly. And, and not it. a lot of families out there, black, Asian, white, Latino, we, who are in the middle class or who are earning six figures or less a year, have that sort of capital to just start their own nah, bank. Nah,
1: we still doing um, GoFundMe's and fish fries and uh, <laughs> standing on the corner doing car washes just to bury somebody. So, this whole notion of. Becoming your own bank is not practical for most of the audience out there yeah. um, who's uh hearing and seeing this stuff. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Now, if that shot's fired, then shit, I'm the shooter. <laughs> 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 but that, that that's just a that's just the reality of the, the situation.
0: Well, shoot, Sha, I think uh, I think we covered that topic and we should probably move on to our. Uh... Time of the night for DJ Man, DJ Dividends And uh, and Billy the Kid for the special
1: Where Dark Boogie took over for Billy the Kid That's right, Dark Boogie And the people can't even see me that is true They can't even see They but don't they even they can hear you Yeah they he can hear the show, me the They don't even know for sure If Dark Boogie here Cause Dark Boogie <laughs> Don't even say a whole lot You know he kind of Stayed himself
0: Well ladies and gentlemen If you're tuned in For the first time This is the part of the podcast Where DJ Ficky Ficky Dividends A.K.A. Dark Boogie provide some book recommendations and investment tips so yes, what sir. you got for us today
1: so i'm gonna start off tonight me and my boy dark boogie we gonna give you an investment tip and uh so we are coming towards the end of the year uh it'll be november in a blink of the eye uh, only two months left uh, we know the uh, stock market pulls back traditionally every october And then November is one of the best months of the year. And then it kind of takes off from there. So I've been getting overwhelmed with a lot of people saying, man, we need some good investment tips. But can you give us something under $50? Let's make it
0: affordable. Can you hook a brother up? (laughs) I'm trying to get in the game. That's what they saying In other words I'm trying to get in the game But look You giving us stock options That's got dang $400, 300 200
1: Man. 100 I need where I can go and buy At least two of them If y'all would have been Rocking with me Back in 2011 Y'all would have <laughs> been Able to get in at $5 Dollars, there it is. If they would have listened to me when I told them to get on Neo and SPYG, yeah. yeah, it's been a lot of stocks out there, even NVIDIA, mm-hmm. uh, Visa, NVIDIA, Apple, they shot back up too. I'm glad I got Nike. I've been around a long time, brother. So at, at some point in time, all of these stocks was up under
0: $50. Yeah, that's so, facts.
1: so. Uh, they just then came up, and all my clients then came up with me. So it's kind of <laughs> hard for me to find a lot of the uh, ones that are good values now mm-hmm. because I have uh, over 300 clients now and um, they command most of my attention. So I'm constantly working with them and they ain't concerned about finding nothing under
0: $50. Come on somebody. They're trying
1: to get the ones that's going to give them the best return um, on investment and the ones that's paying the biggest dividend. So that's where I put most of my time and energy. But I did do about four weeks worth of research and I found one for under $50. And I'm going to give it to y'all tonight.
0: And I'm excited about this
1: one. Oh, yeah, because you got some insider trading information. <laughs> you already jumped out there on it. You was like, man, let me put this on the list right now. Let me set aside a couple of coins. I'm getting in on it because I like it. But
0: let's just say the leader of the free world made an initiative that's in favor of this here uh, suggestion or recommendation that Shine about to make.
1: So me and my boy. Doc Boogie, we are recommending Lucid Group Incorporated. That's L-U-C-I-D, Lucid Group Incorporated. The stock symbol is L-C-I-D. That is Lima, Charlie, Indian, Delta, L-C-I-D. This is a company that makes and produces components and parts and equipment for electrical vehicles.
0: (laughs) E-V. Come on now. That
1: Where is the world going? Towards electrical vehicles. So this here company, the trend line looks good. I hear the money counter <laughs> counting up over there. Andre over there running it up. I think this is a good stock for you to get now. It's only about $34, $35 a share. So it's under the $50 threshold. Yeah. Jump in, start getting you some. I think you're going to have a nice little run with this one here for the next few years.
0: LCID, y'all heard it here. I'm about to go ahead and get me <laughs> some next month. It's already budgeted,
1: <laughs> so your boy pulling the trigger on it. Your boy to the end uh, of the your, year. Your boy DJ dividends and dark boogie. We put in a lot of work to find this here uh, investment for you. So y'all go jump on it if you're looking for a, a great value right now. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this one might pay dividends. I'm not even sure. I don't. I don't have my notes.
0: I'm not 100 sure either. But hey, you Uh-oh. know how y'all can Uh-oh. find out. You can go on ahead and go look up the stock
1: yourself. And and buy you at least a share and can I, let us know in the comments. Can I look it up for him? Well, I'm yeah, gonna just can. I'm gonna look it up for him right here. Help let, him out, help him out.
0: Let's see. L C I D. Let me see. Let's uh, see who finds it first. Okay, I'm here.
1: Okay. No they don't, dividends they don't on have they end. don't have dividends, but they are they are under $50, so great value. And um I think this here, uh, stock is gonna definitely uh, probably be uh uh over 50 uh by next summer.
0: Listen here, currently on Robin Hood, they're
1: $36.28. Okay, that's a great value. Y'all so go get it.
0: Go ahead and skip. Y'all shouldn't be out at the club with bottle service anyway, so go on ahead and put whatever funds <laughs> you putting towards that towards some stocks. Duh. Definitely. And if you plan on buying some J's, don't. You already got about 12 pairs in your closet anyway. So go ahead and buy five shares of this. Duh. Yeah,
1: we already talked about it at the beginning of the podcast tonight that uh, young folks ain't scared of the stock market no more. So they better not be. They out there getting it's too in much it. money out here to be made. Everybody got them a brokerage account. Uh, you know, Robinhood. What's the other one? Uh, what's the other popular one?
0: Robinhood. I want to say Fidelity has been working on some sort of. App friendly investment. Oh really? Platform. What
1: what is WeBull Is that one?
0: I'm not familiar with WeBull Okay,
1: I'm me either. Um, uh, but uh, n- but it's I do a,
0: know Coinbase for the crypto investments.
1: Yeah. But this it, this stuff is at your fingertip now, folks. On your cell phones, your iPhones, or mm-hmm. whatever have you, go in and set those accounts up. Get that uh, Lucid Group uh stock. Okay, so L C
0: I D. What you got <laughs> for us for the book recommendation? Okay.
1: Book recommendation this year. I really like this here book. If you've ever seen the movie uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh,
0: that's one of my favorites.
1: uh, There's a book out there called Liar's Poker. It's by Michael Lewis. He's also the guy that uh, authored Moneyball. Have you ever uh, read the book Moneyball or saw the movie? Moneyball
0: sound familiar Who was in that Do you remember
1: Uh, I I think Brad Pitt was in there That sounds real familiar I'm gonna have to Uh, go see If uh,
0: Netflix or Hulu Got that
1: Yeah Now Moneyball is about uh, Analytics in uh, sports And using analytics To make decisions So But he's the author of that Um, He's also the author Of The Blind Side I know you saw The Blind Side I did
0: see The Blind Side All
1: right, And then he's the author Of The Big Short
0: The Big Short Is that a movie too That's a financial
1: movie About uh, the whole uh, Financial meltdown um, In 2008, 2009, the real estate bubble when mm-hmm. the whole economy crashed. So he's the author of those uh,
0: I'm books I'm going to add these to my watch list.
1: But Liar's Poke, I'm recommending that. This is a book kind of similar to the movie uh, Wolf of Wall Street, but it's a behind-the-scenes look. Um, of the ongoings at uh, Solomon Brothers, that's one of uh, Wall Street's uh, premier investment firms, um, and this story is told um, first-person from the eyes of uh, you know this guy as he. Uh, is newly employed coming uh, as a fresh graduate out of Princeton University. So it's a great story. So he talks about all the things that goes on behind the scenes, the frat, uh, frat house mentality, all the slick talk, all the hustling, all the gimmicks, and everything that they needed to do to get to sell and enrich themselves. Um, it's a great book.
0: Sound like Wolf of Wall Street to me. Yeah, I'm it's definitely going to have to Street. get this. It's in my audio uh <laughs> wish list right now my audiobook wish list and one
1: of the reasons that I like this so much Andre is like as you read the book mm-hmm. and listen to the stories and then parallel it back to the things that I run across um, as a financial professional myself and then the people that I hear out in social media and just the people I engage that you know they want to uh, you know have the uh, ego contest and they always want to you know be the smartest guy in the room and they trying to run these hustles on you or you know somebody trying to hype up by being your own bank yeah you know so it kind of re- reminds me of dealing with those kind of people out there and you know I can um spot um I could spot a, a flaw a mile away um I can smell bullshit a mile away too so <laughs> this is a great book that kind of gives you an insight of all the hustle and uh everything nickel slick that goes on um at big accounting firms in uh in the uh, financial profession
0: and I got a book too that I've been Powering through. And when I say powering through, meaning I pick it up and I stop, but then I pick it up again.
1: Okay. What's that it's book? It's
0: called Get Rich with Dividends by Mark Leitenfeld. Are you familiar with that book? No, I'm not. Get Rich with Dividends by Mark Leitenfeld. I'm, ty- I'm typing it in right now. Yeah, it's it's been a pretty insightful book, but definitely recommend checking that out, especially if you're new to the investment world and are unfamiliar with what exactly a dividend is. It tends to put you on game with how you can build a fortune using dividends. And, you know, people get in the stock market for various reasons. Some invest solely in the ETF. Some invest solely into growth stocks. But uh, dividend stocks are often slept on. And DJ Dividends himself be providing a few of those.
1: Man, I've been been winning from them (laughs) dividend checks for a long time. That's how... Uh, me and a uh, Shio Lashina McCurdy, a.k.a. Sky Girl, that's how we've been globetrotting around the world for the last 15 years because I, um, I bring in about 30, 37000 to $39,000 worth of income just on dividends every year. And uh, that's just uh, extra gravy on the rice right there. So I'm big on them dividend paying stocks.
0: There it is there. This brother here, man, he shared some insight about dividends when I first sat down with him about stock investments. And I said, oh. I'm talking to you, and I'm trying to get like you, if not better. And now so you there. tell me. You, show me. You there already. I'm now. almost there <laughs> now. I'm building, but we uh, almost there. I ain't got no
1: $36,000 in dividend coming. But you coming, got dividend checks coming in, don't you? Yes,
0: I definitely have dividends now. And yeah. I'm just reinvesting them until they get larger.
1: Yeah, you tell me, like, hey, my dividend checks hit my cash line. I'm going to go ahead <laughs> and give me a few more of this <laughs> and that. So. Them dividend-paying them dividend stocks, that's the way to go right there.
0: Absolutely. It, it just feels good, too, when you look up in your stock portfolio and not only are you seeing the growth of the stock, but you're like, oh, shit, they just gave me some yeah. cash.
1: And, and, and do we have time for me to tell you uh, one little story here? Go ahead. Uh, well, well, I wouldn't even say it's a story. It's just a point I want to make. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to uh, people that consider themselves Republican or conservative, um They're the ones that are always fighting the government and um, demanding uh, to have lower uh, corporate taxes Mm -hmm. um, and lower investment taxes and everything. Well, the reason why is is that most people that are wealthy, they don't punch a clock. They're not employees because when you're an employee and you take a look at your gross income versus your net income, your take home pay, Mm -hmm. you're paying about 41% in payroll taxes, But if you are someone that owns the business or if you're someone that goes out and make all your money off of capital gains... Like wealthy people do, they don't punch a clock. So what they do is they go out and buy a lot of dividend-paying checks, mm-hmm. and so they may be making two or three million dollars a year just in dividend payments. Yep. So not only do they get to earn passive income by not going to work and doing absolutely nothing, they only pay fifteen or twenty percent taxes on that that uh, capital gains money. So it's a cold, cold game out there. So you start getting that dividend money uh, coming in. You're, uh, you're, you're basically chilling. All your time is free to do what you want to do. Go pursue whatever you want to pursue because yeah. you're not going to work every day. You just planted some seeds by buying those dividend paying stocks. Every 90 days the checks come in and uh, you go do what you want to do because you have the money. When you have money, you have options, and then yeah. when you get your accountant and tax guys to put everything together, you only paying 15 or 20%. There it that. is
0: there. And look, folks, one thing I can definitely say is the more money you make and the more you start stepping into the realm of business owner or oh, entrepreneur yeah. or investor, you gonna start seeing a, the other side of the fence a <laughs> yeah. little more clear and yeah. being like, you know, I get it now. Yeah, I get, I it. get it. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not
1: trying to work hard and make all this money, yeah. only for it to be taxed to give back to folks over on the other side. We so, ain't doing yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, that's a whole that's a <laughs> that's whole that's another podcast story right there. man. That's a whole year's worth of podcast <laughs> right there. That ain't our business right there.
0: It sure <laughs> ain't. But on that note, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great episode. I know y'all are feeling very informed. And if you're not, look, I got an assignment for you. Go ahead and re-listen to this episode and really pay attention to this sound. Because anytime you hear that coin drop, that's the topic of knowledge that was provided. That's the sense that this episode was based on.
1: And Andre, let me say this here. After they've listened to this here podcast, I highly recommend that you go out and Google becoming your own bank listen to some of those people out there on those podcasts read some of those articles out there and then compare it to what we've talked about here today and then make your own decision because we're not saying it's a scam we're not saying something's wrong with it we're just saying it's not practical so uh for you to try to pursue that um you're taking a whole bunch of risks
0: spoken like a true wizard man of many wisdoms
1: i've demystified another complex financial situation i've pulled the curtain back there it is for what it is
0: there it is (laughs) well ladies and gentlemen thank you for sitting chilling and collecting these cents from us if you would like to hear more of Cheyenne on a daily basis, you can go ahead and follow him on TikTok. TikTok. That's I Got Sense podcast on TikTok. Yes, Make sir. sure you guys go ahead and run up the reviews on this podcast as well. We greatly appreciate it.
1: Man, y'all share my stuff out there. I'm trying to get to 100,000 uh, <laughs> followers out there. I'm stuck at 35,000. Show me some love, baby.
0: There it is. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.